Emraciano. All that stuff can get really ratty. And you can look like you got a dead spider on your eyelid. And Michael Lucas. I was surprised at how many different forms of vibrators she had on staff. This is Emsolation. What advice would you give your teenage self, Michael Lucas? You're gay. It's pretty easy. <laughs> You're in Emsolation. Hello, hello. Welcome to Emsolation. My name is Emraciano. I am your host. I am a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen and Dolly, runner-up from this season of The Mars Singer, season three, 2021. It feels so good to be able to say, hi, yeah, I was Dolly on The Mars Singer. I was Dolly. I was Dolly and I can say it out loud. Well, it's been a wonderful, wacky couple of days since I was revealed. It's I have felt the love, I've felt uncomfortable and overwhelmed with it all, which I had to obviously sit and forensically examine, but I'm okay now. (laughs) I kept searching for the negatives. I'm sure they'll come eventually, but so far it's been overwhelmingly positive. And if you want to, if you didn't watch The Masked Singer and you're like, oh God, I wish I had it because M, I want to see your performances. If you go to Template, they're all there. I was the giant toilet dolly. And it really reminded me, like, my nana had toilet dollies, and but she really leveled up her toilet dolly game. Her toilet dolly held a tray of pot puree. So, I mean, can you top that? I hope that I get sent lots of toilet dollies. I do like the idea of starting a toilet dolly collection. You know I love a collection. But, uh, yeah, if you want to watch it all back, it's at 10 Play. All my performances are there. The reveal is there. The final song is there. Also on my Instagram at mrussiano, I'm putting up, I recorded a few of the songs for you guys because a lot of you asked to be able to listen to them again. So I've done that. It has been, as I said, a wild old ride. I did all the media, spoken to friends and family who had no idea. Um, But it has just been such a great reminder of how much I do love to sing and that I really want to do more of it. That has been a huge overwhelming thing for the week. And um, so many people in the Emsolation Facebook group feel vindicated. And um, look, I don't know what you're going to do with your time now. You're going to have to turn. I think you need to all go and solve actual crimes. I think that is definitely something you guys would be very good at. Now, I don't just do this podcast by myself. My best friend since I was 11, beloved screenwriter, Michael Lucas, He'll be joining us shortly. And this week we do have a lot to talk about. We will be answering some more of your questions, ones you feel like Michael didn't cover in our bonus app. Have you listened to our bonus app? Hello, Dolly. It came out Tuesday night after the reveal. Go back and listen because really we do do a deep dive. He goes full yarn event. Absolutely. But look, woof, it's been a Gladys Berejiklian. Gone. Gone skis. I do want to point out that the magical unicorn of death did predicted this a year ago. She did say that Daryl would end up being Gladys's undoing and hasn't he what? We have a lot to talk about there. It's a complicated situation. New South Wales, you obviously have a new premier. Um, I he's There's a lot to unpack with him. I find his views on certain topics absolutely terrifying. But we'll get there. There's been another Britney Spears doco come out that I've watched and Adele has finally released a teaser to her new music with an album coming out in November. Wow, I mean, this is going to be fire. I absolutely can't wait for this. So we have so much to get through today. It's 
It's going to be meaty and chunky and delicious and comforting and exactly what you come to expect from us. And hello to all the new people who are joining the community. There was an influx of new members when I was revealed. If this is your first time here or indeed if it isn't, when you go and listen to us on your Spotify app, can you please make sure that you are following us? That little follow button is crucial to our standing on the charts if Spotify renews us next year, which we desperately want them to. So please make sure. It's like it makes no difference to your day whatsoever. It's it just it'll take you two seconds. Please, please, please press that follow button. It, it is the besides listening to us is actually the second most important thing you can do for this podcast. So just wanted to remind you. Okay, well, I'm going to bring Michael in now because I don't want to go on too long here because we have so much to get to and unpack. But I just wanted to say I hope that me at the ripe old age of 42 has encouraged some of you to get out there and do something that really lights you up. I reject and despise the idea that the media sells us, that especially women over 35, we're past our use-by date. We're past a time where we're useful to anyone or, you know, I feel like I'm really hitting my strides and my straps at 42. I really, really do. And I've also finally began writing a new show, new stage show for next year. Um, and we've already written an original song, which you're going to love. And the whole show is written in such a way that I want all of you to walk out with a fire under you, just ready to remember who you are and were before life took over, which life can so often do. You think, you, you think you're one person going somewhere in your 20s and then boom, you're a married mother of three living out in the burbs and uh, you just, that's just not all who you are. It's a great thing. There's nothing wrong with being a married mother of three in the burbs, but that's not the entirety of your being and soul. And it's important, I think, to, to remember that, especially when you've been caught in the drudgery of lockdowns. So the new show is being written. A new song has already been penned. I feel creative again and I feel the juices flowing. Um, and the mass Singer and Dolly had so much to do with that. God, Dolly's been a gift. She has been a gift. Okay, that's enough from me. I'll bring in my best friend, Mr. Michael Lucas. Enjoy the app. Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Well, I'm just taking a breath. Michael Lucas, it's been a big, it's been a big week actually, not just for me, but for Gladys, for Brittany, for Adele. Like, <laughs> I just feel like. <laughs> I love that you've structured a sentence, that not just for me, but for Gladys and Brittany and Adele. <laughs> So often seen as your peers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What uh, often names that are said in the same breath and sentences. Psychically so. and spiritually <laughs> in sync very often. So we'll get to some of the Mars Singer questions later on. I really wanted to start with what happened with Gladys oh. Bergiglian. Gone skiz. She's gone. She's gone. And you text me. No. no. you rang me. You rang I me. I rang. Yeah, yeah. It was beyond a text. It felt like, I just felt like firstly I couldn't get it out fast enough and I knew that there would be follow-up questions, like she's gone for like all that sort of stuff, so I just rang you instantly. 
Mm, mm. And, and when you call in the middle of the day, I panic because mm. you're normally on set, nowhere near your phone answering things. Mm. So I picked it up and you said, Gladys is gone. And then I just said, fucking Daryl. And you went, yep. And I went, shit. <laughs> so it's been an interesting, it's like someone's died. The Berejigla stands, as I'm seeing them referred to, and it's my new favourite word, Berejigla stan, have been leaving flowers. Like, She's Princess Di and has passed away. Oh, God. I know. And I, 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 I have some, yeah, some problems with that comparison. I have lots of problems. I just want to state categorically right now that it was the absolute correct thing that she did. She, she, stepping down is right because if the Independent Commission Against Corruption announces that they're investigating you for misappropriating public f- funds, you can't continue to hold office. No. And also (laughs) for the other thing for me is I totally understand why this became the narrative for so long, but it is more than she had a bad boyfriend. That that doesn't cover it. No. No. I'm really, really sorry. And you can't. You know, and I've read these things that saying, oh, like, isn't it, isn't it, this is the world we live in, a woman can go down for having a bad boyfriend and a man can still mm-hmm. keep their office when they've got rape allegations. That, that is a really terrible comparison. And also, yeah, she, it's about <laughs> her being, spending taxpayer money yeah. inappropriately and also about her lying and not disclosing yeah. things that she was bound by law to disclose. So it's, yeah. it's really not. It's her judgment and not her romantic judgment is the issue. Agree. Here. Agreed. And we may have joked and laughed about Gladys and her sister Mary and all things, but the reality is when you knuckle down on the brass tags, she is being investigated because between, so if you don't know, the ICAC is Independent Commission Against Corruption. ICAC is being thrown around everywhere. It's a weird, fun word to say. Um, so between 2012 and 2018, Gladys funded grants to the Australian Clay Target Association <laughs> and the Riverina Conservatorium of Music in 2018. Now, the reason this is a problem, because both community organisations are in Wagga Wagga, which at the time was her then boyfriend, Daryl Maguire's electorate, and she failed to ever disclose that information, which is a clear conflict of interest. So, And furthermore, when they were being investigated, she was asked, look at these grants, did you have anything to do with them? And at the time she said, no, I was the treasurer, I don't go over everything with a fine-tooth comb, I wouldn't have have known anything about it. And then subsequently the ABC dug up all this correspondence that made it straight from Daryl to her, that made it very clear she was across it, including correspondence that um that was basically other people in the government saying, as we all know, this is an important uh, priority for the Premier. So basically there's also the accusation that she lied in the first mm-hmm. ICAC investigation. And one of the most riveting, one of the little, everyone's like so blindsided by it, but there were, there were some pretty big signs. And one of the most riveting ones was a 7.30 report reporter who came to one of the press conferences and said, you stood up there and said you had nothing to do it. We found all these documents that prove that you did. And if that is the most riveting bit of footage now because she knows. And she's the one, and she says that infamous line. Can you please stand back a bit? Thank you. Firstly, the, the proposition you're putting is absolutely ridiculous. And second, all proper processes were followed. And that's all I say on the matter. Thank you. We've, we've seen the letters I'm sorry. That you I refer you to my previous answer and please respect this press conference. Any other questions? Yeah. Now, when you look at it, you can see in her face she knows this is what's going to get her and she couldn't even tolerate a single question about it. Mm. 
Now, we must point out that the magical unicorn of death did say that this would be her downfall. And it has taken a year, but I did say it. I just, I just want to alert everyone that I just knew in my waters that this, the ICAC stuff was not going away. It was no. definitely not going away in any, in, and it is coming back hard. Now, the magical and, unicorn often plays a long game. It was the same with the Sydney COVID wave. I mean, we thought we hit the point that we could officially say she was wrong about it, but she was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she does read a lot of things in the dark hours of the night and she should be sleeping but can't because of intense anxiety. I... um. I've been asked actually a few times by people, you know, is this a feminist issue? And it is, but not in the way you think it is. So basically we we need to place male public figures who do the wrong thing under the same scrutiny that women are placed under. There is a double standard, but the scrutiny that women cop in public office is the right amount. So it's a strange thing to say, but if Barnaby Joyce and, and Christian Porter and... Because Scott Morrison and Eddie Maguire were all held to the same account that Gladys Berejiklian's being held to, it, there'd be a whole different lot of outcomes. But for some reason, public male figures who make mistakes and do horrible things are looked after and protected and wrapped in cotton wool. Well, and I would argue to a certain extent this is actually delayed and the writing was on the wall mm. like late last year and the reason it was is because we're in this extraordinary time, the pandemic, mm. where her popularity was through the roof and, and you know, it was such a important time for the Premier and anything. And I, I actually feel like probably um, this would have happened in a more speedy way were it not for the kind of extraordinary times we're living in and the way that she was able to come out and start talking about it as a as a sympathetic story of someone who made a bad relationship decision, not as a story of corruption. That, in retrospect, was pretty genius and it bought her some time, but not uh, not enough. But uh, both things are true. That's she right, yeah, and that's the other thing about it is. That's the other oh, thing. She did. And, she had a dodgy ex. And also <laughs> the other thing that I feel like it is really important to say mm. is that this corruption on a gut level, it also feels different because... At the end of the day, it, it wasn't to directly benefit her no. pocket. Having said that, she did say that she wanted to marry him and everything like that. So if it's someone she was genuinely thinking about that with, then it might as well have been. But and yeah. it's still wrong, no matter how you slice yep. it. But it, but it does, it doesn't feel that sort of level of no. uh, selfishness. It does, yeah, it doesn't feel like malicious. It feels like like he's obviously a wheeler dealer. He's a weasel. He's obviously mm. someone who's like, gets in your ear, huh? come on, we'll do this, mate, 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 come on, let's do this, this, do this. And it feels like in a way, and I'm not condoning it, she did the wrong thing, it feels like he perhaps wore her down. Mm. And you see some of her careworn expressions where he was once talking about taking money for the property deals at Badger Creek mm. and she said... That's good. Mm. I don't need to know about that bit. But even that was damning though because even that yeah. was saying, I yeah, know you're knew. doing something wrong. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's still being investigated by ICAC, by the way. This is a man who on the record admitted to yelling at his staff when he found out about the investigation, the ICAC investigation, wipe it all, wipe everything, like on record, <laughs> wiped all his computers. The, the other thing that is, and, and I th- it's exactly true what you said, so many things can be true at once and the feelings that I have, uh, you know, about Gladys are complicated because she has been a really remarkable leader in lots of ways. And the other thing for me that I haven't seen too many other people say, but the part of the reason I think I've been so interested in her over the past couple of years is because, like, 
We went through the Julia Gillard era, which was so bruising to, if you, if you know, to watch what a woman in power and whatever you like, I mean, I know everyone has all these opinions about how she got into power and all that sort of stuff, but I don't think anyone could deny there was an extraordinary amount of misogyny in that time. Mm. And, and then so soon after that, we had the Hillary Clinton campaign, which was, and both of them were demoralizing, just so demoralizing. Like I remember thinking through both of them, I feel awful that that girls are having to watch this period of history and see these amazing smart women just be beaten down publicly. It was absolutely horrible. And one of the things that was really amazing about Gladys was she was the most popular leader in the country. She was, and to a certain extent still is, kind still is. of beloved. Mm. Mm. And for me, it was it's just such a relief to think, okay, we're not completely, like, and I'm, I think a big part of it is that because she is on, She's centre, really, but she's on the right side of politics. She's so she didn't have the Murdoch press, like, going, taking her down all the time, and clearly that mm. helped. But mm. nonetheless, she is living proof that that a female leader in Australia can be incredibly popular and can can be, you know, very widely thought of as one of the best leaders. And, and I, I'm really thankful that that happened. And even though it's ended in this really unfortunate way, I th- can still hold both of those thoughts in my head at the same time. See, of. I challenge you on that in oh, yeah. that was she only popular because she was very reserved and conservative. She didn't, you know, she you'd never call Gladys outspoken, for instance. You wouldn't have those conversations about her. I wonder if it was someone, you know, more flamboyant, someone who was, do you know what I mean? It feels a bit like well, maybe, was she I more mean- accepted because she was... Gladys, very restrained. There's no question that her Mm. um, sense of being, you know, personally conservative and politically conservative is part of the reason why she she has had success. But frankly, at this at the point we're in, after everything Mm. that we've seen, I'm just thankful at this point for any female. Like, I I, obviously I wish that you know there was a we had a Jacinda like figure in Australia, Mm. and we don't yet. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, but nonetheless, yeah. And also I do feel like it felt with, uh, Julia Gillard that it was this such a brutal liability that she didn't mm. have kids and that, and, and, mm. and that she wasn't married. And it, I've genuinely felt with Gladys, like that had eased away and people completely were totally cool about that. It didn't seem to be a particular issue. And then also, you know, people really love the fact, fact that she she didn't speak English when she until she was five or something like that, and that was kind of celebrated. And mm. so there were elements of her of her reign as premier that you know that I that I really have respect for. But then obviously, no, <laughs> yeah, like I want to make it clear, I, I'm like I'm not a Gladys Berejiklian stan. I I really there's been some very questionable decisions made around some of her policies, but. I can also, I, I have the ability to see the nuance and the complexities here. She she has been someone who has led that state through some pretty horrific crises way better than the actual Prime Minister has. But don't worry, I totally assure you that she will make a run at federal politics. Don't worry, if Gladys gets through the ICAC unscathed, which she could, who knows, She'll run against Zali Stegall for the seat of Warringah, which oh, was Tony Abbott's old seat. Wait a minute, magical unicorn speaking. And oh, no, could... this has been reported a couple of times. This isn't my own prediction, but she will yeah. run in Tony Abbott's old seat against independence Zali Stegall. And um, 
I do feel like Scott Morrison is, is no dummy. He can see how popular she is. I mean, when did you last see a politician be remove themselves in, you know, egregious circumstances and get flowers left? I know. As, like, she's fucking popular and ScoMo's not a deal as much as we'd like to think he is. She will if she gets clear of ICAC. Mark my words. And look, I've read it a few times. I, I feel like ICAC wouldn't be, uh, you know, go to public hearings unless they mm. were sitting on some pretty firm evidence. And the other thing that I found riveting is that um, there's all this speculation. Before ICAC go to public hearings, they generally do private uh, interviews. Mm. And so one theory, and I know it sounds like a conspiracy theorist, but apparently this is floating around the press. Yeah. Remember when she stopped doing daily press conferences? Yeah. Remember? And it was a really stupid error. She yes. should have said it because Dan, no. Dan stopped doing them every day, but he didn't make an announcement ah. about yeah, it. Yeah, he just came when he felt like yeah, it. Yeah, and that yeah. worked, whereas Gladys yeah. came and made an announcement. And the theory is that's because they were making her do a lot of private interviews about the, oh. these ICAP proceedings and she was rattled. And if she had her wits about it, she wouldn't have made a big thing, but she was under pressure and she thought, I've got to make an excuse for why I'm not at the... Thing. So the theory was she was being interviewed by ICAC then and so it's Ooh. been this sort of mounting okay. lead-up and so they've obviously scooped up a lot of evidence and now those public hearings. I know. Starting on October 18th and running for 10 days, guys, like, whoa. It's, it's on. It's mm. on. So now uh, she's obviously been replaced. Uh, this country has a deeply religious and conservative man running it and now so does New South Wales, Dom Perrottet. Mm. Uh, he is 39, father of six and the youngest ever New South, South Wales Premier. I read an article where he said he's going to be an infrastructure Premier and a family Premier and I always feel fear whenever a politician sandwiches the word family into anything. Mm. Um, he is... He is from the very far right fractions of the Liberal Party. Like, make no mistake, he's a devout Catholic. Uh, for those of you who are unaware of some of his greatest hits, they include opposing the decriminalisation of abortion in New South Wales, opposing the same-sex marriage bill, publicly supporting Donald Trump. He's attacked what he calls the pronoun police and he doesn't believe that priests should have to disclose child abuse. So. <laughs> and when defending his hardline re- religious views constantly brings out, oh, it's about diversity. Diversity is a beautiful thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been a lot of criticism of the Labor Party and also certain people in the media. Leave his religion alone. Religion doesn't come into it. I'll leave his religion alone if he leaves it alone when he's governing a secular state. Mm. That is where we need to be. If he leaves his religion alone, he's free to practice his religion. I have no problem with religion whatsoever. No. I think faith is beautiful. But he he can't ask for his religion to be left alone if he governs via the laws of his religion, which don't apply to the vast majority of his constituents. This is I the know. issue. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, exactly. You've got to be, I mean, I'll elect a frigging Jedi, but if they start talking about blowing up a Death Star, that's when we're going to have some problems. Exactly. I find your lack of faith disturbing. And this is what we want to say, like... He, he And he has openly stated that his religion does dictate the way that he governs. And this is very alarming. Mm. And I think what's going to happen is while he's at the unelected Premier, he'll play it safe. His deputies are moderate. He won't make any. He went on Ben Fordham this morning and said, I won't be making any changes to abortion policies or same-sex marriage policies. He said, I'm not going to touch that. But if he goes up, for real, goes up to actual elections and wins, that's when we see the real Dom come mm. out. And what's he going to, and he's also hardline on we should open up 
hard, you know, do the Freedom Day opening thing. So it's going to be oh, interesting yeah. to see what he does yeah. in terms of managing the steps out of out of mm. lockdown. Mm. So, look, sure, let's watch and see. I did enjoy him being asked how he was going to juggle his six kids in his career. I don't think I've ever seen a male politician <laughs> ask how he's going to balance his work life. And he looked genuinely perplexed for a moment. He, When they asked him, he looked genuinely confused, like, why are you asking me that? I'm the dad, but mm. he didn't. He didn't say that. He just, I, he, he just kind of said, oh, "I've never, I haven't actually given that any thought." Because he doesn't have to. Because his wife must be some kind of superwoman. Six kids. Anyway, we'll wait to see. I'll reserve judgment. He's been in the job two days, so. <laughs> but I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, speaking of deeply scary men who oppress people, Jamie Spears has <gasps> been. I really didn't know where we were going then, but no, you landed it. Of course. <laughs> Jamie Spears has officially been removed as the conservator of Britney Spears' estate and affairs and life. Um, there are a lot of Britney docos rolling around at the moment. There really are. A lot mm. of people have been sitting in some dark rooms with some archive footage of Britney chopping it up into yeah. specials for us all. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So there's Britney versus Spears, a Netflix special, which I watched. I just want my life back. Britney's been silenced to speak out about anything that's really going on. Britney's never had one person she could trust. Not mom, not dad. I don't owe these people anything. There's the one for Hulu, Hulu, controlling Britney Spears and CNN's toxic Britney Spears' battle for freedom. I uh, watched the Netflix Britney v Spears and um, I just... I felt really uncomfortable. My uncomfort with this, my uncomfort, my ick... Discomfort. Discomfort. Thank you. Uncomfort is not yeah. a word. My discomfort with this situation grows on the regs and we've stopped really talking about it because of that reason. And I watched this documentary with my daughters and I just want to remind everyone how talented Britney Spears was slash is. Mm. My girls weren't really around for the heydays. They weren't born yet. And so they only know her as kind of the Britney now, the kind of tragic, forlorn, slightly All over the place on social yeah. media. Mm. They don't know. And so the start of this doco, they have her like singing on stage, prime, smiling, dancing, amazing, like an Olympic athlete. Mm. Like, and both of the girls were like, God, she was good, like Beyonce good. Mm. Like, yeah. She actually was. Oh, yeah. Go back look at Britney and some of those VMAs. It's Britney, bitch. Jesus Christ, she, uh, it, it was just electrifying when she came on stage. It was, it, it was, she was the perfect Pepsi pop star come to life. So true, so true. And this whole doco and all the docos are around the conservatorship and, and the total shit show that it's been for 13 years. And you don't really learn anything new except that, I mean, they have, they drag out um, Sam Lofty, remember the, oh, the dodgy, the, yeah. the shady dog yeah, manager yeah, yeah. and... Um, Adnan Ghalib is also the paparazzi boyfriend, come boyfriend. Oh, I mean, that was never going to yeah. end well. Remember? Remember? Oh, There's been Brittany. so many chapters, haven't there? Terrible. They just need to do a profile on her terrible taste in men, really. I think mm. that needs to be. I mean, but with a father, the role model wasn't <laughs> great. And Gladys really could bond. Oh, God. <laughs> Gladys, bitch. That is so spot on. <laughs> that is so true. Brittany, you see? Brittany and Gladys can get together and have a discussion about dodgy exes. Kevin Federline made an appearance, like, just in footage. But it 
it's just the whole thing and I don't understand and this documentary left me with the same question. How broken is the the, the law, the system in LA that a woman who was cognizant and making millions of dollars was essentially entrapped for oh. 13 years for no reason other than these people wanted to have control of money. I don't understand these conservatorships are normally for people who are very, very old or who have had accidents or in vegetative states who can't feed themselves, who can't hold down jobs. She was doing a Vegas residency. I mean, I think that proves that she can manage herself. (laughs) Jenny and I have been trying to put you in a conservatorship for quite some time. Unsuccessfully so far. Why didn't someone just roll up to the court with a poster and just go, yeah, she's she's doing nine shows a week in Vegas. What, can we get rid of this now? For me, mm. that's, yeah. If I was a judge, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, out, everyone out, she's fine. But that was the kind of thing that I took away from it. How oh, fuck the system is there. Mm. But I'm watching and I'm watching and I said to Marcella at the end, I feel uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable participating in this frenzy around her because I am. I'm watching and I'm talking about it with you now. And I think because Brittany has so astutely and publicly stated she wants to retire, she wants to have babies, she wants to get married again, she wants to live her life because performing is now, she'll never perform again, Michael. She'll never take to the stage again Mm. because it's too linked to what was being done to her. They held a gun to her head to get her to do those Vegas shows. She didn't want to do them, but they basically said you can't see your kids if you don't earn the money. Mm. And that's abhorrent. She'll still dance for us on Instagram. I feel very confident of that. On her terms, on her terms, the nudes, yep. Look, um, I really respected how she said this, what was it? This hasn't been filtered, the bath does curve like that. <laughs> what am I, I saw an image of Mariah Carey on Twitter yesterday where they'd clearly done some work on her actual body but someone in Photoshop forgot to tell the shadow in the picture. Oh, it's no. Oh, Mimi. It's fine. I don't care. Brittany don't also care. did officially for the first time thank the Free Britney movement mm. I saw yep. on her Instagram. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, which is what a payday for them, you know. Like oh, they started out, they were treated like the same people who say that they're like UFOs. They were a fringe group mm. that slowly but surely made their way into like the, the the hearts and minds of the mainstream media and they no doubt got her conservatorship overturned. If it wasn't for that movement, I think she'd still be under the father's control. But I think that it's time for them. <laughs> the freedom fighters that had a win. Alone. Yeah. The whole world's been mourning the fact that the Hong Kong processes haven't got anywhere, but the free Britney movement on the other hand. Well, they do need another project. Where can we send them next? <laughs> Where can we send? We need to harness that energy and channel it somewhere else because they were galvanised. I can one- go work with Greta Thunberg and get some climate yeah. change policies in. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> You're free, Brittany, now. Zero emissions. Let's go. <laughs> I like that. So I think, I think I'm going to retire Brittany from the podcast. Oh, wow. Big call. Big call. Let me know. I mean, Jesus Christ. We'll be, the test for this will be if she does in the end release another single, then oh. No, that's the caveat. So okay. basically if it's she puts something out into the world on her terms, we'll talk about it. But that means she can put anything on social media and you'll talk about it. Yeah, but she doesn't talk about. 
there are things she doesn't talk about because she doesn't fucking want to. No, like, I know, she do- sure. She doesn't want to talk about the last six minutes that we just spoke about ever again. She's made that very clear. So If she does go on that holiday with Cher, oh. that'd be hard for you not to speak about. <laughs> That's fine. As long as Britney gives her consent for us to enjoy and celebrate her, but all the other staff, I'm done. I'm, sure. I'm done. I just... <sighs> All right, we're going to go away. We're going to come back. And Adele has released a tidbit, a snippet that has you and I frothing. (laughs) That's next. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. All right. Wow. You sent me it. You you were the first to break the news. Oh, so proud. I always love it when that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Phone calls from me. Gladys is gone and Adele is back. Yeah, so on brand. I'm really proud of you. You really did well this week. Um, It's pretty exciting. Easy on me. We see Adele kind of in like in a black and white vignette looking clip and her immaculate Barbara Streisand-esque black nails push a tape into a cassette deck, which I had to explain to Odie what that was. Oh, you're joking. Mm-mm. Why would Odette know what a cassette tape is? She barely knows what a CD is. She's 14. Yeah, no fair <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we see sheet music fly haphazardly out the window as she drives off down the road and the music begins to play. It's a ballad, not the drum and bass album she promised just despite us. I'm going to say if you had told me it's another single from any of the other albums, I would have believed you, but also I don't care. Like, sure, <laughs> give us more of the same. I'm up for it. Oh, me too. Now, there's been uh, mysterious number 30 being projected onto various landmarks around the world and it has been traced back. The Adele stands have traced it back to Sony Music, her label, and, of course, she's had the album 19. Now, she's 33, but she's obviously, as we know, she's been just taking her sweet baby time. No, of course. But also she wants some perspective on that era because it's got to be about the divorce, right? I mean, come oh, on. If it's not, we riot. I mean. <laughs> I thought it was going to be disco divorce, but if it's ballad divorce, fine. Yeah, it's a new genre that I I am coining disballads. So they're <laughs> going to be diss tracks, but they're heartfelt ballads. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, so I think if I were her ex-husband, charity executive ex-husband that she divorced in 2019, I'd be very, uh, I'd be rushing to Spotify the day it comes out. I'd be wondering. Oh, totally. (laughs) Do you think, though, if I was divorcing Adele in my, I would have in my, like, legal battle, she's not allowed to release an album unless I read the lyrics. I would just more go for... If any, if you write anything about our relationship, I want a cut of the profits. I think that's, <laughs> I think long term. Imagine if that poor sap she broke up with when she was a kid got some of the someone like you profits. Woo-hoo-hoo. That is so, so true. Oh, my goodness. But, I mean, this guy's going to become public enemy number one because every lyric, even if it's not about him, we will somehow contort it and twist it to be about the ex-husband. We'll make yeah. it about him. Even if she's singing blatantly about, a, I don't know, a dog. Yeah, yeah. We'll go, oh, it's a metaphor. Oh, I even read even that tiny little thing, like, oh, she's driving away from the marriage. The yeah. belongings oh, yeah. of the marriage are flying out the window. I mean, that's how I read it. 
Me too. And Easy On Me perhaps is a song to his divorce lawyers. Perhaps it is to the legal process. (laughs) I mean, Easy On Me could be anything, anything. Like, I mean, I've just, it's so, she's really... And November is just too much for me. Taylor Swift is releasing the album, finally, her version of Red. There's um, Ed Sheeran's new album's coming out. ABBA are releasing their first album in 40 years and Adele's new album's coming out. Adele is proof as well that to to go away and to hide and take your time really can pay off as long as when you come back you deliver the goods Mm. because just the level of anticipation... And the oh fact God. that I feel like what I love about her albums is whenever I think about when they came out, I was in such a different point in my life and I still remember you putting me on to Adele back mm. in the 19 days mm. when you were in Perth mm. and you were saying you should listen to this girl, she is amazing. And this was back when she was a real niche artist in Australia. Yeah, I discovered Amy and Adele the same week uh-huh. in Perth. Yeah, wow. in, in like going through weird CDs that the station was getting sent. Mm. And I found them both and I heard Frank from Amy Winehouse and I heard 19 from Adele and I was like, oh, 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 my pain on the page, the song. <laughs> so it's very exciting. I mean, I'm just, I'm genuinely, it's, it's an event. It's a moment. It's going to be a moment. I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope it's, look, I think we can say it now. Lord is another one that waited a long, long time and then ultimately, oh. if I'm brutally honest, it yes. didn't, it wasn't a melancholy, um, what was the last album? Oh, oh, melodrama. 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 It wasn't. Yeah. It, it, I, I wish, I wish Solar Power was another one, but it, but no. it just wasn't. But I feel like Adele got the sense she's staying in her lane, but she's going to drive well in that lane. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you've got to go. Before you go, we have a couple questions about the Masked Singer that you didn't get to, apparently. Oh, yeah. I, I really felt like I was comprehensive. <laughs> No. All right, first one's from Carla. There was a clue in one of your packages, buying and trading shares. What was that? Wow. No idea. I worked at Comsec when I was nine months pregnant with Marcella, which is a call centre for people to call up and find out how much money they're making on their shares. Yeah. (laughs) Never would have known it. (laughs) I've never said it publicly. I just told the producer in the phone call. They genuinely don't want to help you guess me. That's it's yeah, not a yeah, thing. Yeah. The next question um, from Keep Calm and Drink Tea. Did you sing live? <gasps> yes, How I very did. dare you. How very dare you. I did sing live, thank you very much, every single time. And they did use my live recordings every single time. And I will note, I did notice with some of the other masks, they clearly had... Subbed in a bit of a pre-record. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I like this accusation. Reminds me. Remember when they remember when they accused Beyonce of not singing like the national anthem live, and then there's two seconds later she's on YouTube going, "Let me sing it for you again." <laughs> <laughs> Just belted it out. Well, I did do that. I popped the video. I of me noticed. Singing. Yeah. I respected it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had so much content ready to go. It's, it's hilarious, and I still do. I wish I could be like Adele and just mysteriously disappear for a year. Oh, imagine that. Oh, my God, what would I do with my life? Okay, um, is Masked Singer... Fr- Cruise around on YouTube probably is the answer much, to that question. Yeah. <laughs> From Zesty, is Masked Singer why you turned down MasterChef? No, 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 I genuinely am glad that I didn't do MasterChef. From everything I've seen and heard, I would have had a panic attack. Yeah, it's really brutal. I, I, I weirdly had a weird side connection to the celebrity MasterChef and they were taking it real seriously. It mm. was like cooking boot camp and it was really yeah. talented and competitive yeah. and... yeah. People and I enjoy cooking. Down. I don't want it to become a trauma thing. The same mm. in the other things are trauma touchstones for me. I don't want to add cooking into that list. 
No, no, you're really screwed if, yeah, the thing that you have to do three times a day is suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Adam wants to know, did Husey actually not know it was you? Uh, No, he knew. He absolutely knew. Yeah, definitely. Come on. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. They've just got to keep going just to keep things going, you know, like to make it interesting. Um, there's lots more, but we've run out of time and <laughs> I forgot to take my ADHD medication and I'm really struggling. <laughs> you've done a very good job of – I would have known it from before we started recording, but you've rallied. Thanks. Okay, no, I'm here. I'm good. All right. Uh, well, that's two eps this week. God, we've really oh, done we've it. we really delivered and it was a big week. Yeah, it was a big week. All right, well, you go off and finish final day of filming for Five Bedrooms. Well done. Thank you. You've done it. It was really rocky. We've really (laughs) felt the noose of COVID. Just so, like, the COVID numbers have been going through the roof and we've really felt it because because of the crew authorised workers, like, people have had their kids in daycare centres that have been going down. Like, Mm. and we've we've had desperate recastings in the last couple of days because people have been tier one exposures. Mm. We've had cast out with sore throats. It was, I really didn't know. It's only now at 3 p.m. and we wrap yep. at six. We've yep. got three more hours to go. We did oh it. God. No one got sick. We got the whole series. I can't believe it. I could cry. Good luck. Probably I really hope we're not manifesting negative destiny no, in the next three hours. like we've got it. Touch we've got wood. It. <laughs> Touch all the wood. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. This is Emsolation. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. We do love to cover politics and pop princesses, don't we? No penises as much this week, but don't worry. I think we made up for that last week's episode. (laughs) I want to remind you that my live show is now back on sale. We have rescheduled all the shows to May. I have been told there are only 20 tickets left to my show in Queensland at QPAC, Adelaide, we're down to less than 100, and Sydney at the Big Top, also less than 100. I will be singing the songs from The Masked Singer in that show. I will be, look, I'm basically rewriting it all, so it'll be a new show. Melbourne, don't worry, I am going to put it on next year at some point. You will get to see me live. So if you watched The Masked Singer and thought, God, I want to see that girl sing live, please go and snap up the last few tickets. All the information is at mrussiano.com or frontiertouring.com. Either is fine. Also, make sure you're following us on our sh- socials. My daughter, Marcella, runs Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. The newsletter will go out on Thursday at noon, as always. Get the merch, support the pod, spread the word. And to my community, I know I say this all the time, but I just, you know, it's nice to be appreciated because I bet no other bastard in your life says you, you know, says thing looks at you and says, I see you. I see you. I really do. And I was reminded this week of how held and fiercely loved and protected I am by all of you. And um, it's something I've wanted my whole life. I've walked, my my therapist, Dr. Lisa, said to me, you know, what are the two emotions? How did you feel growing up? And how did you feel in your 20s? And I said, scared and anxious. Um, I've never felt safe. I've never felt safe ever for various reasons. And I've managed to find you guys who have made me feel safe. So thank you very much for that. All right. Have a great week.
Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music. With videos by Liam O'Brien. Socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Plus occasional technical wizardry, wine, and coffee from M's dad. Vincy. Get more Emsolation by following the Emsolation podcast on Instagram, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can join other Emsolators at the Emsolation group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. If you love what we do, share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app. Thanks for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon.